Hey, this is Huntsman. You're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Epitome of Stupidity. Epitome of Stupidity. Your, your favorite, favorite allegedly metal podcast. In your ears right now. Also in your ears in the background. It's Huntsman. Huntsman. Hooray. With a song, Ride Out. And if they come to your town, ride out and see them. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. Now I see why you wanted to flip it. You didn't want I just to get, made that up on the You fly, didn't want to give me not, the good line. That was, I, no, I see what happened there. I'm on it. The uh, Yeah, there in the background is Huntsman, their new album, uh, Mandala of Fear. I, I fear I may be pronouncing it wrong. Mandola? Mandala? As as is our way, though. We'll find out we'll here. We'll find out here fucking shortly. <laughs> is, uh, is out March 13, I believe. And I can tell you personally, it is the fucking goods. So go ahead and crank up your anticipation for it. It will be worth it. If you couldn't tell just by hearing right out there in the background and on your Spotify. All right. All we'll, right. Roll right on out of that. And what are you listening to? What, well, I'm going to go second on this one. Oh. So I'm going to I'm continue leading to... here and say, Brian, what the hell are you listening to lately? We'll just go with what I was listening to last night. Santana. Santana. Moontooth. Pantara. Behemoth, behemoth, <laughs> of all things. Um, yeah, that's a good smattering there. That Just is in one a night. fucking smattering. It's a smattering. Friday, I listened to some Stevie. There you go. Can't go wrong with SRV. Yeah, I probably listened to Crux, the album Crux probably four or five times in the past two days for some reason. Whatever. When it's right, it's right. Yeah. And that damn thing is never wrong. Fuck it, the album is good. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I've been in full post metal mode here lately, with some torch and horse burner mixed in. Uh, but for the most part, it's just been old neurosis and Paula Luna and that Saver Saver band, ISIS. The the whole you like ISIS? The yeah, you do this every time. I'm surprised every time. It's nuts. But uh, yeah, full post metal mode, and they helped me get the uh, the Call of Luna. Help me get through a. It was, I just realized the connection there, because but if, well, anyways, I will. Uh, they helped me get through a dire situation yesterday. The couch. We're going through the IKEA story. Oh, oh God! Put on your fucking raincoat. <laughs> it. Uh, I. You should not be allowed in that damn store without a guide if it's your first fucking time and you're a male and you're by yourself. It's. It shouldn't. It's not fucking right. That was nuts. I went in there and was lost for two damn hours. Two hours. For a good 45 minutes of that, I finished listening to the, the, the Huntsman album that we just referenced, and then I went on to Call of Luna thinking if I, if I listen to some Swedish metal in the Swedish store, maybe it'll help me reorientate. So you're walking around with those things on in the store? No, just earbuds. Oh. Brian points to a gigantic set of Bluetooth Over headphones. Over ears. Yeah. Um, I'm wandering around through that damn place. It took me for... Uh, uh, they have arrows on the floor, hologram arrows pointing you in the direction that you're supposed to be walking. It took me over an hour to figure this out. Through that whole time, I was walking against the grain into a sea of fucking people and unable to figure out why I was constantly walking against the grain and why all these people were giving me weird fucking looks. Well, they, I mean, they saw the flannel. They knew it was your first time in there. They, well, you know, they may have figured it out. Yeah. They may have been on it. I even bought a random white frame or something just so I would, you know, could try to assimilate with the crowd and look like I belonged. Mm -hmm. And I kept noticing the damn arrows. I kept thinking, wow, those are cool. They move and everything. I wonder what the fuck they're for. 
And eventually, I walked backwards enough that I was walking with the arrows, and it hit me. They are telling me which way to go. It's a funny thing about an arrow. It's, you know, you really shouldn't be able to interpret it more ways than one. Yeah. It's weird. And, and, uh, but it, w- it was a, uh, a Swedish arrow in your defense. Yeah. And yeah. I don't speak Swedish. Yeah. Just like I don't understand frame sizes in centimeters. But somehow or another, it all got sorted out. I'm here today, alive, and we'll just go with alive. Yeah. And, uh, Sure. Don't go into... At least without a female. Ikea without a woman or a guide. There's probably an app, right, that shows you where you're at. <laughs> I think there's actually, like, kiosks through the store. Or, like, robots. Hello, how am I? Help you, sir. Yeah, well, you know, there's a kiosk with the whole you are here thing right next to the random bowl of chips out for... It's like I, I kept expecting a uh, Swede and a small smart car or something to pull up to me every time I was standing by one of the bowls of chips and try to abduct me. It was it's like a trap. I, I think it had to have been a trap. And because I escaped, I'm smarter than Sweden. Fucking take that. Are you, are you got more? Well, no, oh. I, I escaped. And now <laughs> I get to look forward to the middle of May. Well, fuck. Here's a commercial. Yep. So we got a call from uh, Metallica's management team that uh, James has sobriety requirement weekends, that he's been struggling and he's been doing the best he can, but his health and his mental happiness is first and foremost. It's, uh, it's tough out there in rock. You know, there's, there's guys such as Scott Weiland and Chris Cornell and, and, of course, Jester Bennington, just to name a few. We're losing our rock stars, and we need James to be better and, and, and to get better. So we got the call, and unfortunately, um, two weekends fell on his sobriety weekend, which are Sonic Temple and, and Louder Than Life. And we had to go into action. And we called our, our, our friends and, and brothers in rock and were able to secure Tool and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers has the original lineup of John Frusante. It's one of their four shows they're doing in 2020. And to get the Chili Peppers and Tool in record time, to replace a band such as Metallica was no easy feat, but we're so, so excited to give this to the fans. All right. So not to sound sad about the commercial, but we just realized a scheduling conflict. So, <laughs> Brian? Yeah. You want to? Uh, nope. Maybe. Okay. Oh, right. Call Huntsman. Not the Huntsman, just Huntsman. Huntsman. But they are in the band Huntsman. So they, they kind of are the Huntsman, but their band's called Huntsman. Good clarification. All right. I feel safer. Should I should I make dial away, buddy? Boop 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 boop. Boop. Brian. What? They answered. Cool. On the phone we have Huntsman. Fellas, could you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Mark and I play bass. This is Chris, I play guitar and I sing. And this is Carilla, I play guitar. Perfect that fucking time. Fellas, go. how are you this Saturday morning? Uh, doing all right. It's, it's nice and warm here. I want to spend some time outside. Uh, but instead, we're inside. You getting ready to do some band? Getting, do, getting ready to do some band practice things or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we have some uh, um, acoustic, well, one acoustic show coming up and maybe more. So we're trying to figure out how the fuck to do that. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, we're doing, like, an acoustic set. So that's uh, one of those things just been, you, you uh, agree to and then figure out later if it's even possible. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> the, the power of positive thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, like, all one big improv comedy set. We're just saying yes and to everything. <laughs> I, you know what? I saw that movie, and it, I, it may have seemed like a happy ending, but I don't think it ends well. <laughs> Um, it'll be okay. We got this. We got this. We got a couple of acoustic songs on the albums. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? <laughs> yeah, we definitely are trying to play some of the heavier ones, and like you just have to essentially like rewrite it. Yep, for acoustic, which is cool. Yeah, it's a fun exercise. That's for sure. <laughs> like forcing us to like use our voices even more and seeing a lot more harmonies. So that's at, at the very least, it's just a good practice. It sounds more uh, more intelligent than anything I'm fucking liable to try out. 
Yeah. That's a long uh, list. Well, uh, we'll tell you if it was or not after we. <laughs> <do it. Yeah. laughs> Good point. Well, this sort of intelligence was, you know, useful for the rest of society. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is sort of like a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Unless it goes really well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'll be, it'll be it might be a cool angle if it it turns out good. We're pretty happy with how um with how things are sounding. Yeah, you definitely can't uh imi- imitate fuzz <laughs> and crank amps by just hitting an acoustic guitar really hard. It doesn't work. You have to do something different. You don't really get the sustain either, really. You got to kind of Yeah, we found that out the hard way. Hang on. I... How the hell does Glenn Hanser do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, you, you, like, yeah, you definitely hit the, you hit a note, and, and then you expect it to, like, sustain and feedback, and instead it's just, like, yeah. awkward silence. <laughs> it makes totally, like, it makes me appreciate Mumford and Sons more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not taking a dig at them, like, like, I just, I, I, like, I get it now, like, why he does that, like, screaming eagle vocal thing, it's just like, oh, the dude just likes fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> screaming eagle. Dreams yeah. That's uh, I, oddly enough, I don't think that's the first time they've been mentioned on this stupid show, but it may be the first time they've been mentioned in a positive light. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they're great musicians. They're obviously doing something that some of us aren't, thus them being much more popular. Than well, yeah, no, there's no arguing that. Yeah. yeah. God knows One that people have heard of them. They've um, never heard of this podcast. Musicians that are well-funded as well. It shouldn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, we don't need to get into that. Nope. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, uh, actually, I, I've known those guys for, for years now and just kind of watched them go from playing small, like, 300, like, smaller 300 cap rooms to where they are now. Um, it's pretty, it's been pretty cool to watch their career just explode. Speaking of exploding careers, this is, this is what I like to call a segue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you guys' career is on the exploding uh, trajectory, especially with the release of this upcoming album here. It's March 13, right? Correct. How do you pronounce it? I'm not good at saying things. Oh, the record name? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was calling it Mandala of Fear for a long time, and then uh, Amy corrected me because that's not right. It's Mandala of Fear, like a, like ah, Mandala. Okay. Yes, I was definitely saying it wrong, <laughs> as everybody may have suspected. Yeah. You and me both, man. <laughs> it's really cool that you all are willing to like learn how to properly pronounce things. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Don't you dare accuse me of learning things. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Speak American. <laughs> Speak American. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, uh, I, from my point of view, there's no small amount of buzz on this. And uh, I've been listening to it for a few weeks now, and rightfully so. It's a fucking beast of an album. Uh, let's talk about how this damn thing came about. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to it. Uh, that's awesome. Um, it, uh, I guess it came about... Man, I'm going to try and be like brief, sort of hard. Um, <laughs> I, I do a thing where I just record a lot of clips on my phone of like riffs or uh, like vocal melodies or harmonies and things like that. Um, and I just stockpile them and then I'll just like listen back to them if I'm like on the bus or train or, you know, walking around or something. And then it's, so it's like kind of like a vetting process and, uh, the ones that seem like they should stick around kind of jump out after, you know, like listening back through stuff a few times. And then, uh, I'll kind of like start sort of piecing some of those things together and like, um, bringing them to the band and stuff. This is, this is Chris. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, we'll basically go, okay, here's the, here's the little memo or whatever, a little like riff and here's where it could go. And I don't know, I think there's a lot of shit that happens, but I guess like uh, an, another part of it is that uh, um, for me personally, anyway, I start sort of like stitching them together thematically. I'm going through um, because usually they like remind me of something. Um, and it's often like something pretty visual, you know? Uh, and so then if you kind of think of each of these memos as like uh, a hint or like a snapshot into like a part of his story, you can really start to put something together from it. And so I'd actually been doing that before we were in the studio for American Scrap. 
Um, and so basically, as soon as we finished recording American Scrap, I was like, look, here's a double record. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, like wrap, wrapping our heads around it is a lot like that. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie is like doing that Pepe Sylvia conspiracy theory. Where we're like, we've got a bunch of like dry erase boards and shit and just like trying to like put this storyline together. But in the end, it was like definitely... It was just it was just an entertaining thing to do. It was fun. It's uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, shit. How do I want to go about this here? The uh, I want to know because I assume that there is a a general story thread through the whole thing, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. It's, that would be fair to say. Uh, do you want to generalize it? Do you want people to know the details of it? You want people to sort it out? How do you, how do you want to address this? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, thanks for asking. It's a good point. It's like. We uh we like to do the thing where um we don't like shove too much stuff down people's throats and let's let them kind of imagine you know like fill in the gaps with imagination sure but for whatever reason like we kind of felt like this one um, made a little more sense to have more context because it's a really wandering kind of story and uh, and can be kind of difficult to follow if you're just listening to music I guess um so we do actually include like a comic book with the vinyl. Um, I, I say comic book, it's like a graphic novel. Um, it's like 32 Two pages. pages. Yeah. And essentially like tells a pretty close like rendition of like how we like pictured the story going. Um, but in uh, the, the, the artist who did it, we essentially like gave him the record and gave him like an idea of like what each song was sort of about. And then he sort of stitched it all together into this graphic novel. So it's like it, it comes with the the vinyl and it's like a really good accompaniment, I think, um, to kind of like, you know, feel like if somebody really cares a lot about trying to figure out like what story's going on underneath it. But like I can give you kind of a summary. Um, it's essentially about uh, for, so for us, it's essentially about um, this soldier who we actually kind of envision as the soldier from the Barons from American Scrap. Sure. Um, because we just like to tie stuff together a lot. It kind of helps us with like feelings of continuity, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the idea is that she's just deployed in this like desert war. That's, that's like one of the last wars that, you know, humanity is going to have because of just escalating, you know, um, uh, tactics on both sides in terms of like, you know, use of like nuclear weapons and like, you know, complete lack of path to diplomacy and diminished resources and all this good post-apocalyptic type stuff or apocalyptic type stuff. Um, but anyway, so she's deployed out in the desert, but she's just like a, a soldier, right? She's just a normal person and she's trying to make sense of everything that's happening in the world, just like, you know, any soldier might. Um, and essentially just goes through this like long series of really traumatic events that happen to her um and like loses her memory um ends up um um kind of like taken in by some people in like the surrounding area um has like uh like a, a group a paramilitary group kind of like pursuing her and other stuff like that that could be like pretty tedious to get into like in detail but yeah it's just like her survival story more or less and um yeah I think that's probably like enough to say about it. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a fucking graphic novel, dude. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, cheers, right on. Yeah. Is uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, it's a lot of it is like the, for me anyway, um, in writing lyrics and stuff, um, and trying to tie it together. Uh, a lot of the, I don't know, a lot of the visuals and the the actual story are like kind of secondary, and to, for me, it's like a lot about the themes underneath, about just like enduring horrible shit and like how it affects the way you see the world going forward and stuff like that and how you deal with it and how you survive and you know that sort of thing uh musically i'd say you guys nailed that uh, somehow nailed the apocalyptic theme of a, a a woman soldier and you know all the other things that you just mentioned and uh i feel like the practical question here is how <laughs> 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 so to kind of echo what chris was saying we do like to tie things together for a sense of continuity and this whole idea of kind of drawing your own interpretations from it helps and so i just kind of did that for myself and ran with it in the orchestration process um like there's certain elements on there like in awake at times and there's like 
really like heavy and fast drums like that sound like machine guns firing off. So you get this sort of element of warfare, maybe like flashbacks to that sort of thing where it just kind of comes in and out. We also did that in a song earlier, like in on our first EP, where uh, it's it's called Hunt for Food, Not Sport. And the it, 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 the song has this sort of like, kind of like doomy sort of quality to it. And then all of a sudden it kind of stops and the drums are doing this sort of click thing on the snare. And it almost is reminiscent of like being on horseback or like riding a horse. And like the scene that we kind of painted was like, you're sitting at this campfire and the world has ended around you and you're completely isolated from everybody. And you have these fits of insanity because you've been alone so long processing all of this like horrifying shit. And so fast forward to where we are now with this record, it just seems like it's been a pretty easy exercise for us to do and like kind of creating those sort of themes and like theatrical experience or cinematic experience. I like to do that. I love soundtracks. I love scoring things. Um, and so like taking characters and sort of themes from all of our collected works, like both of our EPs and our previous record, we're able to like pull characters and pull that and who knows like maybe the next record will just kind of be a conclusion to it all who knows so how does the in instrumental tracks come into play for something like that um so i think we're like most of us pretty big fans of uh, like instrumental metal and post metal and stuff right so we all at least in huntsman we all love like pelican and russian circles and, and so on and uh what we love about them is the and like uh, where we gain a lot of or drew a lot of inspiration from them is just the way that the the way that they arrange their music and the dynamics they use and the tones they use can tell a story without like using a single word. Right. And uh, we're kind of like a melting pot where we're like, oh yeah, let's use that technique or let's use this technique. And so like that technique could be like, you know, stacked vocal harmonies. And then like this technique could be like no vocals. And uh, what I noticed like kind of in retrospect that we're doing when we're writing is um uh like it's just sort of a habit that we have um where we'll like do a part that's like kind of heavy on vocals and then the vocals will just go away for a while and and thinking about like why we did that uh i think it's because i like this idea of um sort of giving somebody some imagery or some like lyrics to latch onto and like plant the seed of an idea and then like a long span of time to like soundtrack that without saying a word to let the person like mull over that idea and kind of like let it sort of like evolve in their own mind, like with just some music backing it up and to sort of like support and push whatever it is that's going on inside their head. Um, if that makes any kind of sense, it's a little weird, but you know, I, so, yeah. it makes if, it you listen, if you listen to the end of the song Colossus, the idea of Colossus is like this, like basically riding along this giant mountain that's known as Colossus in this sort of time frame. And then it ends with this very heroic sounding, large sounding chord and major in a major in, in, in B major. And it, it's it's like you've you've made your escape from whatever is is you know, like you're 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 moving forward, you're you made your escape, you're you're rested or whatever. Enter the first inter instrumental track, Atomic Storms. You just kind of hear like the guitar makes this sort of like raindrop sort of sound, like there's this storm coming. Right. Like with the delay, like the delay that you use on there, Chris. And then all of a sudden, like the drums and heavy sorted like bass come in and it has this almost warlike quality to it, like kind of furthering like the idea of this like heavy storm coming. And then it's like super chaotic. And so you go from like the point is you go from the song like Colossus, which has this sort of uplifting sort of feel to it and like this feeling of kind of escape. And then you're right back into the shit of it all of a sudden. And like, you can just kind of like your mind can kind of like put it all together from there with the scene that's playing out. Does that make sense? No. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, uh, the, uh, the funny thing here is, is that I've gotten written down as a question that the, the album itself seems generally heavier than a lot of the other stuff you guys have done. But I, I, I don't feel a need to ask that question anymore. Cause I feel like you kind of two for one me there and <laughs> answered it on the way. I'm yeah. a big fan of the two for one special. <laughs> the old Bogo. The old Bogo. I don't know if my double chins have suggested that. <laughs> so like, uh, I am. I am doing the garbage. Guys. 
Okay, nice. Yeah. I'm, oh, don't I'm, don't say like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, Mark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have no judgment. I You'll just be have... sitting in a parking lot eating a Little Caesars five dollar hot and ready no time. <laughs> in no time. Uh, uh, complete side <laughs> note. Um, if if you like funny stuff and Huntsman, find Mark on the old Instagram. There, he uh, <laughs> he may be more than a little amusing sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. I I don't aim to offend. Um, I don't know. It's I kind of look like look at people like Robin Williams and like these entertainers who are like have larger than life personalities who like dedicated their lives to make people laugh and smile or whatever it is. And then like you know like on the inside, those motherfuckers were hurting. Yeah, apparently. And I just you know like I feel that way. It's like I I have this. I don't know. I'm tired of having this sense of dread all the time, so I kind of like distract people, try to try to do that in any way. And I guess like kind of that kind of back why this record is a little bit heavier because it's just it's it's also therapeutic for us, or at least it is for me. I'm not I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm I'm pretty sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like music. I don't know. Writing anything or creating anything, depending on what you're going for or how it flows out of you uh to me it reminds me a lot of like journaling um which is something that i never did i could just never really be bothered you know but uh if you're making music and you are not worrying too much about like well like what are people going to think or like what should we write that'll make people think it's cool if you guys don't worry about that too much and you just sort of you know do whatever's coming out of you if you like look at that later you'll go like, oh shit, this was actually something that I really needed to get out because it described this thing about like this period of my life or this thing that I was experiencing. And so it's like journaling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird tangent, but there you go. <laughs> That's exactly how the album came about. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Very, very much so with, you know, a lot of talks between us and label and just let them letting us do our big ass fucking album that hopefully is cool. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's cool. cool. Yeah. I think it's cool to man. I hate it. I hate it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, second thought. Let's not even release. Yeah, it you know what? <laughs> Cancelled. Yeah. If, if, if that's the whole point, though, right? Like, if if we if we look going back and listening to it, then who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what this came down to. And it's like you know, even when we we're in the studio with Sanford, we were all talking about. Uh, I was like, double album, huh? <laughs> three minutes you know like attention spans of people is like zero you know a fucking single and stuff but it's like oh fuck it i guess it's for those people like you know sit down and listen to the full album and understandably i get it 83 minutes almost an hour and a half yeah. but the whole point of it is it's a fucking it's a huge you know like a huge theater play almost to me but yeah. like you got the comic book so you spend 10 minutes reading that real quick and then listen to the album or read it along while you're actually listening to the album it's just I don't know, fucking spend a little bit of time. And, you know, obviously we have our singles that came out and everything like that. So it's always, that's part of the, I guess, the promotional cycle. Yeah. But it's, yeah, overall, the, if you listen throughout the album and look at the com or the graphic, graphic novel, it, based, it does make sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> it would be cool if George Miller directed a movie version of this. <laughs> hint, hint, internet. We'll, ta- <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and tag him in that. Write that down. George, George Miller, got it. <laughs> So this whole, this big ass hour and a half album, do you, do you guys have it all committed to memory? You could literally still play it from top to bottom. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm called out. I think we're, we're a good like 75 to 80% like good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you asked to do it today, it would be sloppy. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would. But the thing is, you know, we are going to hopefully do a show later on this year where we will play the full album and full from Ooh. start to finish in one full round so that's something we're working on and you know that'll yeah yeah i gotta get a reps in soon yeah so yeah, it's yeah pretty... I, got, I got a baby coming i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> well so huntsman consists of five people four of which sing correct yep so yeah. first of all which scream for now yeah i think we don't like to leave anything off the table. And yeah, good like, way of putting it. The, the, like Chris, Chris has always been really good about writing harmonies. It's just that like, 
we've never as a band like prior to Ray, in fact, even in our previous band, we like just, I, I had an aversion to singing like dual harmonies cause I just didn't like the way my voice sounded. And then when we, when Ray auditioned, he, uh, he not only memorized the songs that we had given him, but he also learned the vocal parts with him. And we're like, this motherfucker got a voice of an angel and he hits the drums like that. <laughs> so that and that sort of inspired us to start like, all right, we're going to start singing these harmonies. And not only are we going to start singing these harmonies that Chris has already written and recorded, we're actually going to like write our own and like make like more harmonies. And then of course, when Amy came along, it just like added that extra element. And, uh, you know, the, the narcissist in me wants to like really encourage Kirill to start doing it. So we had, I was getting ready to say, does does Kirill cry sometimes when he doesn't? When everyone has a mic but him on stage, does he does he feel a little left out? Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> if he's live, the, the worst thing you can do is put anything in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know if you guys have like uh, managed, like caught any videos of us playing, but Kirill goes fucking crazy. <laughs> he's got a he's got like a remote. You've got like a remote. Yeah. Thing, all, right? stacks and shit like that and like jumping out in the crowd and going crazy and yeah dude that's forever death best I, I swear to god i thought you broke your shoulder <laughs> that's why you got to that's why you got to <laughs> yeah all right so <laughs> go, go that's, that's just i don't know i don't You're even speechless? have words for it it's You're speechless just trying to put together the scenario where the guitar player is doing something crazy enough that somebody's sure that he broke his fucking shoulder but it doesn't sound like he did he finished the show yeah, yeah, that was fine. It was our last show of the year, and I was like, eh, I got a good recovery period. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nuts. Um, so, uh, I don't know how to rope this in, but I want to ask about it. So, we're going to call that a segue. You guys have beer. <laughs> yeah, we do. If you didn't yeah. know, <laughs> Clint's letting you know. Now, Tell us about you know. Yeah. No, we know. Wait, wait. We have a beer. Yeah. Shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Kirill can talk about that. He's our uh, alcohol ambassador. All right. Not an alcohol. Like, no. Let's make that clear. Okay. Functioning. Yeah. No, you just like beer. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I know. I think you guys. You guys had brimming horn on, right? I think. Correct. Sometime. Yeah. So uh, what? Two years ago, I guess. At this point, American Scrap. We did a a mead with brimming horn, uh, which was awesome. And so at a certain point, we ended up getting in contact with Metal Monkey Brewing out of Romeoville, Illinois. Um, and we ended up getting in contact with them because they came out to a show with Chemists and we ended up talking, courting each other and so on and so forth. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we have a Saison coming out uh, not too long from now. It's uh, March. The official date is going to be March 21st, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the Chicagoland area, you could come out to a couple of locations that you'll hear about soon they get them burrs yeah so we've got um we've got an album listening party coming up on the 10th um so a few days before the official release over at dante's pizza um tim one of the owners of dante's is a friend of mine and uh we talked a while back about doing a huntsman pizza and <laughs> so like when we had this beer coming out um you know, we asked him, hey, like, would you be interested in, in us doing a listening party at your place? Uh, and if so, like, you know, could we do a Huntsman Pizza? And could we put you in touch with this brewery, Metal Monkey, because they have a Saison coming out? And so Tim was just like, well, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then he, like, heard about, like, what the flavor profile is of the Saison, and that gave him ideas for the pizza as well, so it pairs well. Yep. Um, it's all about merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Regular kiss over here. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just thought, like, you know, it's we've always been supportive of, of those, like, yeah, like small businesses, exactly. and like, like people who love metal and like and want they've to always, be a part of the scene in yeah. their own way. And, and they've, yeah. they've shown a lot of support to us. I mean, like those Metal Monkey guys like came out to the chemist show and like came straight up to us and was super nice. And so the fact that they're willing to work with us and, and make a beer of, of our choice yeah. and tastes was okay. like really fucking awesome. Yeah, there's like a yeah. There, for my part, there's um, something like I think a lot about storytelling and like the traditions behind storytelling and that kind of thing. And uh, one of my favorite things about it is that it used to be so communal. And, uh, you know, like I think that stories are best when they are retold by a lot of voices or contributed to by a lot of voices. And uh, I think that um, 
sometimes like doing these collaborations with uh, like a brewery or, you know, like a Fermi Horn or, or really like anywhere, it like kind of gives them a chance to uh, like have a voice in the story because like, you know, maybe it's a beer or something, but it's like, it's, they design it in a, they craft it in a way that to them resonates with their idea of what we're doing. And it's like, it all ties together. And then you just end up with this really killer fucking community of like small businesses and people who are trying to express themselves and all kind of like contributing to the same, you know, like storyline and the same thread. And I really love that about it. Well, then you're contributing to the, to all the senses, right? You have an album, you can eat it, you can drink it, you can listen to it. You, I mean, it's, there's a graphic novel. You can it, see it. You can read. Oh yeah. Like what? That's yeah, it. You can smell it with, <laughs> right. Yeah. The vinyl's got a hole. Five D. <laughs> you might need a drill to... that puts a whole new fucking meaning to the sixth sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can see dead people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Candles. Huntsman candle. You guys, uh, what, what would that yeah, smell I like? I love whiskey and oak and like all of those like quote unquote manly ones but every time i fucking see those like whiskey and oak like the the one the fragrances to appeal to dudes it's like it appeals to that guy who wants to have candles but is afraid of like his like buddies like chad and trevor making fun of him and shit fucking chad what's the, what's the name of that profession candelier Candelabra, <laughs> candelist. A wax smith. Wax, a wax smith. No. <laughs> oh god. All right. Either way, if this conversation goes on much longer, you guys are going to need a van for all your weird merch and for yourselves and your fucking gear. Uh, it's just like a fucking like gypsy wagon of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want a huntsman beanie, baby? You're damn right. We got those. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a great idea. <laughs> huntsman beanie, baby. Wow. Yeah, retro. Oh. Uh, you guys are new <laughs> people, I can tell. Yeah, I don't know how many Beanie Babies would be. Uh, I guess like if you're like constantly looking for supplies in the apocalypse, you'll probably come across a lot of basements with a shit ton of Beanie, Beanie Babies. Because I'm going to be a millionaire! Huh. Oh, there it does. Yeah. Oh. oh my god, dude. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, please feel free to get it back on track. No, it's, we, we love Beanie Baby conversations, especially ones that I start... <laughs> So let's, get, let's go to the tour with Snowbird. Yes, speaking of tours, let's tie it together there with uh, the run of shows you guys have got coming up with our guys uh, and yours as well, obviously, with Snow Burial. Um, yes. Yeah. A level of excitement for that on a scale of one to fucking excited. Fucking excited. Oh, nailed it. Extra fucking excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this one goes to 12. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll, it'll be awesome. Those Those guys we've been playing with for fucking ages i mean at one point they stole our lighting rigs that's fine <laughs> that's fine <laughs> okay we had, so we had to change our colors so fuck those guys yeah. <laughs> that's fine uh, but like yeah uh, it's gonna be super awesome it's uh, it's always exciting to hang out with ben nick and because I, I think uh is brandon on all the dates i know he's he might be missing a couple of dates. Yeah. either way uh either way it's just like yeah it, it's real fun with them and they're big nerds and, and literally in every avenue that we are with whether it be guitar gear, music, film, video games, so and I'm the only wrestling fan, so great. Economics, <laughs> great. Economics, marketing, marketing. yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were. Candle. Uh, I remember when we um, kind of started playing out in the Chicago metal scene. They were probably like really the first band that was sort of there, and yeah. uh, just like always, like encouraging and uh, you know, you know yeah. them. That's just how they are. They're like such inclusive people. It's fucking yeah. rad. That, and that's when they were Oxblood. Yeah, yeah Oxblood. Now I'm more excited for our show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also excited for that run of dates for you guys, but I'm also pissed that it doesn't come through Columbus. So even the last time we talked to Chris, we were like, hey, when you come on the road, come to Columbus. He's like, yeah, sure, I'm definitely doing that. I will only 100% do that. And then he didn't. Jesus. Unbelievable. Yeah. I made that part up. Chris Chris, <laughs> Chris tells stories. He does. He's basically it's a liar. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha journalism right here. We're gonna work our way around to letting you guys have your Saturday back. We're gonna finish this up with it's Sunday, some, uh, but good it's try. Sunday, whatever. 
the, this fucking day I back. I wasn't sure if we were, you guys were going to premiere this on a Saturday because when you asked about this glorious Saturday earlier, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to air this on Saturday. Nope. Or I'm just. He's, you, he's just an idiot. I'm just even dumber when I'm sober. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple. Exactly. Yeah. You got a cart belong. No, I just, you know what? I like to think of it that you're in the future. That's all. (laughs) So we're going to wrap this up with some goofiness. Uh, We'll do a rapid fire, and then we'll do the question that everybody in the world's been asked more than twice. I'm going to give you uh, two options, and uh, obviously pick which one you like the most. And I'll let you know when you're wrong. Yep. Let's let's get a reacquaintance with whose name matches which voice real quick, too. All right. I am Mark. This is Chris. And I'm Carell. That all checks out. Those guys sound just like they did 30 yeah. minutes ago. On Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> all right. Fucking this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so simple. Uh, toilet paper, under or over? Over. 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 I'm married. I have to be over. <laughs> the Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. 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 Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. 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 <laughs> well, aren't you guys just a fucking yeah. match made in heaven? Hammett or Hetfield? Hammett. Mm, Hammett. Hetfield. Yeah. yeah. Hammett. I don't care about the guitar solos as much as I like the writing. Oh, dude, the wah. The wah. Come here. It's all about that wah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, why I made, That's why I made both of you all, or at least Chris, get a wah. It's because of Kirk Hammett. <laughs> Beer or liquor? Beer. Liquor. No, liquor. Liquor. <laughs> Sorry, liquor. liquor. Beer. <laughs> uh, woods or the ocean? Ocean. Fuck both. Yeah, fuck both. Then what? Right. The city? Um, then? <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> woods or ocean? Oh, I can't what? pick. Woods wood for me, yeah. Not a water guy. I, it's, it's tough. I'm with Chris both. I can't pick. Yeah. How about woods next to an ocean? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> a, true scenic, a true scenic view. Oh, man. Fall or spring? I feel like he was pressured a little bit. <laughs> right. It, here's the big one. Yeah. Here's the big one. I hope you guys listen, are all prepared. Listen close. Sausage links or sausage patties? Mm. Links. Links. Fuck, I love me a patty. There you I go. Have a Girl's patty. fired. I had a patty yesterday that was delightful, but I think, I don't know, Getta, what was that shit in, in, uh, in Cincinnati? And I guess it's in Columbus. It's called Getta. Never heard of it. Oh. What? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh, no, sir. Well, shit. Maybe I'm just a worldly traveler. <laughs> Maybe. Your travels to Cincinnati astound us. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I like encased meats. Like hot dogs are tight. <laughs> all all dick-shaped meat is good, right? I, mean, I like encased meats. <laughs> all right, yeah, Clint's up. sausage that I've ever had. Hang on. I have to write down I like encased meats. I like <laughs> encased meats. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Quit it with the fucking pen. You, I will pin whatever the hell I want to pin. Jesus Christ has got to click the pin in and out every fucking time he picks it up. You're damn right I do. Yeah. Okay. Get you guys out of here on the last uh, super trophy question so that Brian and I can have a fist fight about pens. And what if you guys were sent to an island all separately? You can't gang up on this. What is the one album you would take? Fuck. <laughs> I would say, man, this is hard. Either, either John Coltrane or Love Supreme. And who's this? Or Mark. John Coltrane. Mark. Oh, this is Mark, sorry. <laughs> so John Coltrane's A Love Supreme or Mahavishnu Orchestra's Intermounting Flame. Definitely the first time those words have been said on this. <laughs> Well, again, worldly traveler. <laughs> That's right. uh, Chris, uh, uh, I'd probably say Lore by Elder. All right. Uh, for me, probably The Shape of Punk to Come by Refused. That album fucking has everything in it, including dance music. That is a <laughs> smattering of answers right there. Oh, yeah. We're, that's, yeah. We're all over the fucking place. Musical schizophrenia. That's nailed it. That's your, next, that's your next album title, pretty sure. Musical schizophrenia. <laughs> it's just a drone. We just play one note. 
that, for 83 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that B minor. No, you don't want to repeat yourself. 82 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all, you're all groundbreaking. Perfect. <laughs> Fellas. Vision even. <laughs> it's been uh, a stupid amount of fun. Uh, we appreciate your time on this weekend day. On this day. On this day. That the Lord had blessed that with. It may or may not be of weekend variety. I don't fucking know. Either way. Is it? I, who knows? I don't who really knows at this point. How, how long have we even been on the phone? It's My ears are smoking, and it's not because I, I just don't know what's going on. I got to go lay down. It's been a lot of fun. You got to check out the album. Find these guys everywhere that you can find fucking music and buy the music because it's good. March 13th, Mandala of Fear. There you go. Mandala. Mandala. Yeah. Damn it. So close. Fellas, been a lot of fun. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, likewise. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. And if you didn't laugh in that interview. You are dead. Yes. You didn't listen to it if you didn't laugh. Thanks and even if you're not dead, you're dead to me. I think that's like one of one of three times that we've had more than one person that, that, that on and always makes us a little nervous, but that worked out pretty good. Yes, because those guys were a lot of fun and a lot of funny. The, uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. The, the album, like we talked about there, is fucking huge, but it's worth every second of it. It's fucking, it's got all the goods. Let's give them more of it right now. Let's. All right. This is their second single off of it. A Nameless Dread. A Nameless Dread.
Yeehaw. That, uh, I, that was, we've had this album for a little while now, and right off the top, that was my favorite fucking song on there, uh, besides, well, anyways. You just like saying that you've had the album before everyone else. Well, yeah, I do. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> it, but that song is badass and was my favorite off the top. And uh, I'm happy that they released it as the second single. And I hope you're happy that you got to hear it. Because otherwise, I feel sorry for you. Okay, now what? And then. Do we just go into Are we, we going to do the, the word of the day? Sure. What was it? Fuck, I don't know. Oh, it was uh, McGillicuddy. <laughs> McGillicuddy. Segment brought to you by McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. The, uh, I, I still, it's driving me nuts, man. I've thought about it off and on since last night. I, I know that word from somewhere, and it's not just the liquor. But, anyways, word of the day is McGillicuddy for no reason other than it sounds funny. <laughs> and we saw it last night. And we saw it last <laughs> night. So, there's that. In other news, here comes some Orphans of Doom for you. We uh, found these guys through, well, yeah, through Denise with Adrenaline PR. And uh, we're pretty happy about that. And we think you will be too. Here comes Swans.
Orphans of Doom. I think all you Doom folks that listen are going to enjoy those guys. If you haven't heard them, they have one album out already. I can't recall the name of it, but uh, this one will be out here soon, and you're going to enjoy it. Trust me. Tell me what I'm going to do. I have have made a living out of doing that. Oh, shit. Someone paid you to do that? Well, I've... You've made a hobby out of it. I've made a hobby out of doing it. Okay. Well fucking played. Right into our next segment. It's completely made up on the spot. (laughs) And just as stupid as it should be, this segment is called The Epitome of Stupidity. But up, up, but up, up. This is where we uh, say something that is the epitome of stupidity. And this is a uh, <laughs> today. This is this 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 nails the idea. Um, Clint and I hung out a little bit last night and came across the headline on Blabbermouth about Sully of Godsmack. Uh, of Godsmack. Um, so we're already going in the right direction. <laughs> Do you remember this. exactly what it said? Uh, it, under fire for comments he made about Joe Biden or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it was Bernie. Wasn't oh it? yeah, Bernie. So basically, we have the lead singer of Godsmack. Comment, commenting on politics so much so that people like Blabbermouth think anyone gives a flying fuck. And he was just making shit up, too. It was, oh, man. It, and then wasn't it like 1,500 comments on the damn thing? <laughs> it was like 1.6 thousand comments. That's the epitome of stupidity, dude. Yes, that's it. If you're seeing shit about, oh, gee, many Christmas. So stupid. <sighs> What's not stupid? What's not stupid is our guys closed the hatch and their song... Two coming up right now, along with Roman numeral two. Roman numeral two. Two eyes. Not two. Anyways. Close the hatch. Relevant to us and April eleven. We'll tell you about that right after this. Right after this.
There you have it. Two by close of the hat. Yeah. They uh they are the heavy. And as mentioned, they will be on a show with us here in Columbus, April eleventh, along with the previously mentioned Snow Burial. Our album release party. At our album our uh incident yep. album release party. Be there or fucking be square. And to all full circle, March thirteenth, the day that the Huntsman album comes out, is the day we drop our video and single. Two it's, good things. It's all Huntsman, coming together. Insidious. What more could you ask for? It's uh, well, I, the rest of the album. But yeah. Anyways, in the background, we've got more of the goods from Huntsman. This is right out again. It was the first single off the album. The uh, the contrast of this song, where the the it's really nice going in through the verses and then just beat you over the face when it gets to the chorus. I can't get enough of it. It's really good. <sighs> Clint wants to thank Denise and Debbie. Yes, a, Denise and Debbie with Adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, obviously thanking the uh, the Huntsman fellas for spending some time with us on whatever day this is. Uh, always thankful for our sponsor there with Sonic. And Zach. And Zach, who won some Sonic shit. Uh, he won the, uh, the Brian Ewing swag and some Sonic Temple ticks for tickets even. I don't know. <laughs> Congrats. And uh, is that it? I think that's it. Send if you, if you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a review. Send us some music if you uh, want to be on the show. We'll play you there in the local section. Um, we prefer that it be something that we could find and direct people towards on a streaming site or something like that. The email to send that stuff to or anything else is eostupidity at gmail.com. We are on all the socials, as long as all the socials are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find us, like us, follow us. Uh, and get, fuck us. No, no, not no, that one. No, that's the album. That's the fuck album. The album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.